Welcome along, I'm Alan Williams and this is the Alan Williams Podcast. Hello and welcome, episode number 62 of the podcast. I hope you're all doing amazingly well. We haven't spoken in a long, long time. It's been four and a half weeks. I haven't recorded a podcast in four and a half weeks. I feel like I'm in confession now. It's been four and a half weeks since my last podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, there were reasons for that. I recorded actually a podcast in the US last week. I was guesting on a podcast in the US. Decided to share that one via social media as opposed to putting extra work on myself, recording my own podcast as well. So that one went out last week. If you didn't hear it, the link is on my socials somewhere. But I needed a break, guys. I had hit a stage where I was tired. I was run down. I was almost on the verge of burnout I think I needed to get some time off I've been working non-stop since Christmas hadn't took any rest for myself lockdown happened and I was busier than ever trying to pull other people through it and it took its toll on me and I actually just needed to get away for a while needed to get my head straight needed to actually just work on some stuff myself and just I suppose take some time and see how I was feeling about it all because I hadn't really had time to do that I was just so wrapped up in supporting other people and trying to drag other people through it that I probably neglected myself a little bit at times and I'm going to bring my thoughts and my experiences of lockdown to the podcast today some of the stuff I've experienced over the last few months that I think will probably be relatable for a lot of people I've been inspired to do that by listening to a podcast by Pat Dively recently Pat was very honest where he spoke about his own experiences of lockdown and I'm going to do the same myself to double down on that I think it's important that we're all honest about where we're coming from and everybody understands that it's normal to feel loneliness at times during lockdown. It's normal to have days where you don't feel so good and us people as coaches, we experience that as well. We're not superhuman. We're not different to anybody else. We all have our up days and our down days. So I'm going to try and be a little bit more vulnerable today and share some of that stuff with you and I hope maybe that people will take something away from it, that there's something relatable in it and that you can just see that well, you know what, if you've had tough days too, it's the same for all of us. We've all had them. You're not alone. All around me now, I'm seeing tired people. Everywhere I look, I'm seeing people that are tired. I think collectively we've hit weary at this point. Initially, when lockdown and the COVID situation kicked in, I think there's almost an adrenaline rush. You hit that that point with any crisis where initially there's a surge of adrenaline just to get through it and everybody is coming together and we're all pulling in one direction and it's almost a very short-term mindset where we're looking to get through the next few weeks and the next few months and it's adrenaline that fuels that and I think collectively at this point now the adrenaline is starting to wear off and we're hitting an exhaustion point and I want to speak about that to normalize it so that you understand that that's everybody that's not just you and it's particularly I would think the frontline workers and their loved ones they've had an extremely difficult time so I'm giving a shout out to those people today because I know you've had a tough really tough compared to most of us but I'm not belittling anybody's situation or anybody's experiences or what anybody is feeling because I understand that everybody is experiencing something and we don't always understand what that person's experiencing. and we don't always understand what other people are going through so I don't want you to think that your feelings are invalid whatever you're feeling is completely valid we all experience this pandemic in different ways we all experience emotions that are different we all experience life in different ways so whatever you're feeling or whatever you're experiencing it's very very valid and I want you to understand that and that's the purpose behind today's podcast I want to normalize that and I want you to realize that if you're tired if you're weary if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed that's perfectly normal 
it's perfectly normal and there's nothing wrong with you and we're all in the same boat, we're all in the same situation and probably me more than ever, more than anybody maybe over the last couple of weeks and months, it's been it's been a challenging, challenging enough time but in the moment of crisis everybody comes together initially, adrenaline is what gets you through that, you even think about maybe the loss of a loved one for example. The funeral comes and it's just that effort where we're all pulling together and there's people around you and it's adrenaline that's carrying you through. When that wears off is often the hardest time of all, when the people disappear and when the adrenaline is gone. And I think maybe that's what we're experiencing a little bit at the moment with the COVID situation. We're no longer fueled by adrenaline. We're no longer getting that surge where it's almost like life or death. It's like we have to get through this. So we're all going to help each other out. We're all going to pull through. Thankfully, we are still seeing the best of human nature and we're still helping each other where we can. Just maybe not to the same extent where initially the COVID situation arose and you see social media was very much flooded with. We're in this together. We're helping each other out. People are putting up their services for free and there's all that stuff going on. All great stuff. Don't get me wrong. It's all really good. But I think that probably has dissipated a little bit now. That's not a criticism because I understand that people have to pay bills. People have to get on with life as well. I suppose I'm just saying now we're hitting reality. We're hitting reality with it. We're hitting a point where no longer is that adrenaline there, where it's almost this challenge that we've got to overcome and we're super hyped to overcome it. That's wore off. Now reality's kicking in. Now it's becoming a little bit more normal where we have to, at this point, dig a little bit deeper and we have to try and pull ourselves through because we're not being fueled by that adrenaline anymore. That adrenaline that was there initially, that's gone now. And what happens in times of crisis is that we get so focused on what needs to be done next. This is what happens at the beginning of this situation, at the beginning of COVID, at the beginning of a crisis situation. We're so focused on what needs to happen next that we don't notice that normal life in inverted commas is being ripped away. The things are changing. Now we're noticing it. Now the adrenaline is gone. Now we're noticing that things have changed and that things have to change going forward. Some things have been great. We've talked some aspects of life that maybe we had neglected, that we hadn't looked at before, that maybe we were taken for granted a little bit. Maybe we appreciate things a little bit more now than we did previously. But then there's other aspects as well that is not so good. And we can dress it up as much as we want, but there are negative aspects. We don't have the same social lives that we did before. Some of us are probably experiencing loneliness and isolation. Some of us, you know, love meeting with friends maybe once a week or once a month, going for a meal, having a night out. That's been ripped away and that is hard to deal with. And of course, there are bigger problems in the world, but that doesn't mean that those little things that you enjoy, that they're not relevant because they are relevant. One of the biggest things that I miss at the moment is going to view football matches at the weekend. That's kind of my release from the world. And I think we've all got our little ways of releasing tension and releasing stress. I was actually having a conversation with people during the week and one man I spoke to, he said he used to see a guy out fishing and he could never understand it. He'd see him there for hours on end just with the rod in the water and drinking a few cans and he couldn't understand how somebody would spend that amount of hours in the day just seamlessly, seemingly wasting time, really. And now he understands it. He said, I see what it is now. I see that that's his escape from the world and that's how he brings the intensity of life down. And I think we've all got our own way of doing that. And maybe for many of us, that has been taken away. 
my big love in life or one of my big loves in life is Sligo Rovers Football Club. That's probably no secret to the people that know me. But I, yeah, I, I go to football every weekend. I go to Sligo Rovers games, whether they're home games or they're away games. You'll find me there most of the time. So that's been ripped away from me. And I found that difficult because now you're going Saturday nights coming. You go, what do I do with myself? Normally I go up there and I love that 90 minutes of football and you just switch off from problems you've got you switch off from client issues you switch off from your business for 90 minutes you're just so engrossed in a game of football and wanting your team to to win as much as anything i guess and you just enjoy that and you're so focused on that that you forget about the world around you 90 minutes later you come out of the ground and you feel great and your perspective on life has changed and you can actually view your problems and view the other things that are going on in your life from a different angle because you've had that time away from it. And for many of us, maybe those things that we enjoy, that little bit of time out, has been taken away from us. That has been difficult. So there have been a few things that have caused, I suppose, challenges for people, that have changed the way we live our lives. Some changes have been good. Some changes have not been so good. We've had to adapt and we've had to do our best with it is all we can ever do. I think we can only ever do the best with what we've got and not judge ourselves beyond that. Just take a moment to say, am I doing my best? And if you are, I don't think any of us can ask any more than that. I think that's all any of us can really do. Do the best of what we've got. In this moment in time, am I doing the best with what I've got? Am I doing the best for the people around me? I think that's all we can ever ask for. And I don't think anybody can ask any more of us than that. I suppose the the crisis situation I've spoke about, we don't know at the moment when it's going to end. What we do know is that it is definitely going to end. That's the the thing I want you to keep in mind. We don't know when it's going to end, but we do know that it is going to end. And we need to hold on to that because there will come a day when it ends. And when that day comes, we need to figure out what's worth keeping from this crisis situation and what's worth going back to. So what's worth keeping and what's worth going back to? There are definitely things that are worth keeping. We've all learned a lot over this time. We've all probably took up some new hobbies that maybe we didn't do before. We've probably even reconnected with some people that we had lost touch with. Maybe we've even reconnected with the things that are important in life. We've possibly got a different perspective on some of those things. When the crisis part of the situation ends initially, as I mentioned earlier, we're fueled by adrenaline initially. When that ends... There's a lot of mess left behind. There's loneliness left behind and there's overwhelm. That tends to be what's left after the adrenaline situation dissipates. At the moment, there are a lot of lonely people. I've no doubt about that. And I think we need to look out for those people. And if you're that person, I think maybe you need to reach out to people. And it's okay to say to people, I'm not feeling that well. I'm sure you've all seen on social media over the last number of weeks and months, the rate of suicide has gone through the roof. It's a really worrying situation. This is something I've mentioned since lockdown began. I actually said, I've spoken a podcast on this before. If any of you even want to go back and listen to it. At the beginning of lockdown, I said, my biggest concern is around mental health. Because to me, somebody who is very well qualified in health and wellness and well-being, alarm bells were ringing when I was hearing of, I suppose, the limit of the restrictions, of the amount of restrictions that were coming out. Being limited to your house alone for people living on their own, that's really difficult. I think especially maybe for the likes of elderly people too, people that don't get to see their grandchildren, maybe that's the highlight of their week. So those things are really challenging. And again, I don't think any of us are in a position to belittle what somebody else is feeling. So it might seem like, oh sure, it's only seeing somebody or it's whatever. But for another person, that's the highlight of their week. That's the most important thing in the world. So we need to understand that everybody's priorities are different and everybody is coming from a different viewpoint. There is no right or wrong in all this. We just need to do our best to support each other. 
COVID, COVID is not a sprint. COVID is going to be a marathon. We're here with this for the long haul. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but this is not going anywhere soon. I reckon we're looking at probably another 12, 18 months. I cannot see that much changing in that period of time. And I'm, I, I've spoken about this even when we went into lockdown at the beginning. We were initially told we're going to flatten the curve. It's going to be 14 days. It's going to be two weeks. When I recorded a podcast back then, I said on that podcast, this is not going to be two weeks, guys. This is going to be months. And even after lockdown, my prediction on that was that there's going to be second waves and third waves because nothing has actually changed. What I what I stated in that podcast was, and this is not look at me, I was right. It's not about that. But I did say at that time, I think we're going to be experiencing this for a long time because what difference is it going to make going into lockdown? It's only going to delay it more than anything else. It's not going to find a solution because when we come out of lockdown, the circumstances are exactly the same as they were before if there's no vaccine or if there's no solution to the problem. That vaccine will come, I've no doubt about that, or problems or solutions will be found. Solutions will be found because there are experts in their field working on this round the clock. So solutions will be found and it will finish at some stage. At the moment, we've just got to hang on to that. We know that it is going to end. We know that it's definitely going to end. Everything passes. This too shall pass. I do think it's going to take a bit of time. I do think it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. But we'll stick with it. We'll pace ourselves. Initially, the sprint phase is over. Where the adrenaline fuel surge got us through. Now we have to go into marathon mode. We have to slow down. We have to conserve our energy. We have to be wise with our use of energy. And we have to look out for each other. So we're here now getting into the mindset of marathon running as opposed to a sprint. The sprint, we know. It's not going to be a sprint. So there's no point expending all our energy in the space of a couple of weeks to try and make this thing go away and get ourselves through. We have to shift our thoughts now. We have to get to the marathon thought thinking now. How do we get through a marathon? We slow ourselves down and we take a slower, steady pace. We conserve our energy to pull ourselves through 26.2 miles. We don't do a 100 meter sprint anymore. So let's change the thought process on that, that now we're going to be here for the long haul. We're going for the marathon as opposed to the sprint okay that was a couple of things i wanted to get through on the first part of the podcast second part of the podcast i've mentioned it there in the intro i heard pat Dively doing a podcast recently where he spoke about his own experiences of lockdown and living alone and isolation and all the rest i decided i was going to double down on that just to back pat up and give my experiences and my thoughts i think it's easy for us as coaches to present a perception of what we think people want to see or maybe that if it's again social media i mentioned social media a lot but there's a lot of false perceptions on social media everything is great everything is wonderful i don't know that it always benefits our listeners or our followers to put that out all the time i think it's sometimes better to be honest with people so i decided today i was going to share some of my experiences of the last six months what i've been through how i've handled it i think people have been very interested in how i'm handling it because they're asking me questions a lot i think sometimes people see you as a coach or as a leader and they think that you have it all sussed out and that you have it all perfect i don't pat doesn't tony robbins doesn't nobody has it all sussed out we're all doing the best with what we've got that's all we're doing when we went into lockdown initially that adrenaline phase definitely kicked in for me and i think i was probably experiencing that more than most people i was very aware that with my role as a coach as a health and wellness coach with a bit of a following online with whatever people kind of maybe respect what i say or they ask me for advice which maybe makes me think they respect what i say but i are they respect what i say yeah but it it yeah it, there was that initial surge of adrenaline where 
I was just so concerned about everybody around me. I wasn't even looking at myself really because I don't worry about myself. I know I've been through hard times, so I know I'm going to come through it for the most part. I don't overly focus or worry too much about, well, how am I going to do this? My straight away, my thoughts tend to go to how are other people? Are other people okay? Can I help them? Can I help the people around me? They're almost always my first thought would be my inner circle. It's my family. It's my close friends. Are they doing okay? How can I serve them? Do I need to get in touch with them? How can I help them? Then it comes back to my clients. They're the next people I look at. What do they need from me now? How am I helping them through this? Probably paying clients first of all and make sure that they're okay. Then it comes to my social media followers and it comes to people I don't know and how how do I help them through this? Can I inspire them? Can I help motivate them? Can I help them manage stress? So for a period of time, I was putting out three, four pieces of social media content every single day, just trying to help people, just trying to help lift people, to help them feel better, to help them understand that it's not the end of the world, that we will get through it. But all of my energy, 100% of my energy nearly was going into helping other people rather than looking at myself and how do I help me in this time. So that probably hit home a bit further down the line. Initially, it didn't register at all because I was so, so busy. Work was busier than ever. And I went through nine months, I think, without taking a break. I was working right through from Christmas. January, February is always our busy time in my industry. And then COVID hit and I went in straight into mindset of now it's time for me to lead. Now it's time for me to lead these people and help them. That's what it's time to do. So for the next, what was it, six, seven months, I was nearly busier than ever. It was like having January and February over and over and over and over. So I was really, really busy and I didn't really realise how much energy I was investing in that and how much I was wearing myself down over those number of months. Um, so yeah, in the first few weeks and months of it, it was just all about you know, staying positive, leading by example, helping people manage their stress, doing whatever I could for other people. In lockdown then, I was working from home. Obviously, I worked from home anyway, so there wasn't that much of a change for me there. It was very normal for me. There was no major difference. I found other people were then coming to me asking for advice on how to work from home, what they needed. And I did an interview for a newspaper. They asked me because, again, they knew that this is what I do on a normal day to day living. This is what I do. So they asked me for some tips and advice, did an interview with them. There was a one page piece in a newspaper which did an interview with me. From that, I found people started contacting me looking for more information. So I was getting hit from every side, really. I was getting the health and wellness people. How do I manage stress? How do I manage myself during this time? I was getting the weight loss people. They were going I'm doing well. I don't want to go backwards during COVID. How do I manage weight loss? How do I stay on top of that? And then I was getting business people. You're used to doing this. Can you help me? How do I do the social media? How do I do the website? How do I stay in touch with people? How do I get people from being on the ground clients into online clients? So I was really, really been hit from every side. Life was really busy. That was serving me well in a way because I love being busy and I'm at my best when I'm busy. So I was thriving on that. Um, and it was taking my mind off the fact that I was in isolation I was living alone I was I suppose yeah I was in lockdown the same as everybody else but at times I wasn't even realizing I was in lockdown because I wasn't having time to think about it I was just working really long days I was in contact with people all the time more probably acquaintances than friends or family which I probably should have kept in touch with more because I was throwing myself into work that was my focus and I was finishing my book so I was really still working at least 12 hour days most days so I was very very busy but then I spoke with another coach recently and he just said to me how did you find lockdown and he was just not really putting across his thoughts on it it was more 
asking me the question, how did I find it? And I kind of felt like he was asking me that for a reason. And I said, being honest with you, some days were shit. Like, most days were fine, but some days were shit. There were days that I just felt energy levels were low, mood was low, didn't feel great, motivation levels were low. The whole thing got on top of me a little bit some days. And he just almost opened up on the phone. He, he was like, I'm so glad you've said that because I was the exact same. And he said, there was days I just really, really, really struggled. And it's great to hear that other people within the same line of work are saying that and that you're you're honest enough to say it to me because he said, I thought I was the only one. I said, no, you're, you're definitely not the only one. You're far from it. I think that's very normal for everybody. And whether you're a coach, whether you're a trainer, you're going to experience that too because we're all human. That's what it comes back to at the end of the day. We're all human. We've... We've all got issues. We've all got the same challenges in this time. And one of those for people like myself that are living alone. And Pat Dively spoke about this on his episode as well, where he said he was living alone. Loneliness kicks in. Like you think about going through four months of lockdown, being able to not have not being able to have a conversation face to face with people. Loneliness does kick in. You can do Zoom calls as much as you like. You can do phone calls as much as you like. But nothing replaces sitting down, having a face to face conversation with people. And that's one of the lessons I've took as well from lockdown is technology is brilliant, but it's only brilliant to a point. We're always going to need human interaction and we're always going to need people around us. So there certainly was days where I was feeling lonely. There was days where I was feeling isolated. There was days where I was thinking, I just need to have a conversation with somebody. And I think we've all probably experienced that at some point. And yeah, there were, there was days when the mood was pretty low, but I'm lucky in that I know how to manage myself and I know how to manage stress levels. And from a career perspective, this is something I teach. So it was just really doing the things that keep me feeling well. And I had to come back to ask myself the question, am I taking time today to mind my mental health and to mind my own well-being? Am I doing the things that make me feel good? So even during lockdown, I was making sure that I was out exercising. I'd say the neighbours thought I'd lost my mind because there was days I was out two, three times a day out walking or running and just making sure that I was doing those things because I have to be active. I know that that's what keeps me feeling good. During the course of a normal week, I'm very active anyway. It just my day-to-day keeps me quite active because I'll be in the gym or I'll be out doing classes or I'm always on the go. You know, I don't sit down for long periods of time. Even if I'm writing, it tends to be short bursts. I might do an hour or two, then I'll get up and I'll train and I'll come back to it again. So I'm always quite active. So during lockdown, I couldn't be indoors sitting on a laptop all day, every day. It had to be broken up. And that was why I was out probably two, three times a day. I was out in the roads doing the same route, which again, after a while, I guess challenging because you're nearly going, oh, well, that branches in the exact same place as it was yesterday. You need a different route. But for me, there was something else I was very cognizant of that probably didn't help me either was just social media. And we had the Be Kind movement earlier in the year and I've spoken about this at length as well. I don't think... I don't think it's good the way social media goes at times where we're putting so much pressure on people to be perfect and nobody is perfect. And I think you have to understand that whether it's a coach or whether it's a footballer or whether it's a pop star, everybody is human and everybody needs to let off steam and everybody needs to be human. And it's not fair to hold those people to higher standards than you would to what we call an in inverted commas, maybe the general population, because they are only human, too. And one of the things that I was very cognizant of was how people would perceive me if I was seen to break any guidelines. And to be honest, folks, I think I was way too strict with myself and I was way too harsh on myself with the guidelines. For that four months or whatever period it was, 
I didn't break a single rule. Even the two kilometers and the five kilometers, I was afraid to go a step over. I was afraid that I would get tortured for it on social media if somebody seen me breaking a rule. I didn't visit my family, I didn't visit my parents. They're about 20, 30 kilometers away. Even when the restrictions went out to 20k, I was like, oh, but it's 30k to home, that's an extra 10k. And the worry for me at that point wasn't necessarily around the virus or that we wouldn't be safe and distance from each other because I knew we would because even the first time I went out home we actually met up in the garden so the distance was still there it wasn't about that my concern was what if somebody sees me and slates me on social media and what if I get this horrible hundreds of comments with people telling me oh you're a health and wellness coach and look at you breaking the rules or breaking the guidelines that was the biggest concern it was the social media backlash and when I look at that now in retrospect, I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's fair to put that pressure on somebody that, okay, you've got a bit of a profile, therefore we're going to hold you even more accountable than anybody else. And we actually seen it here in Sligo. I don't like talking about individual cases, but there was a case where a family, I think a couple of, one of the family members were abroad, came back to Sligo with the virus and in the early stages of the virus, I suppose it wasn't maybe as normal for people to have it as it is now where it's kind of just oh there's another one type of thing but back then this family that ran a business in the town just got absolutely slated on social media hundreds and hundreds of comments and I was looking at that and I was going my social media following is probably 10 times bigger than theirs and they're getting hundreds of comments and I was going I think that'd break me if I was in their shoes and I come back to be kind where where does be kind fit in with that Maybe somebody made a mistake and went abroad, shouldn't have done it okay. But is that reason to keep punishing them? Is that Does that give you the right to go onto somebody's social media and leave comments like, you know, I don't know, I, I can't I can't justify that. I don't think it deserves that. And I had a conversation recently with another guy as well. Somebody actually that followed me on social media, he just asked to meet me because he, he enjoyed what I was doing. So um, we did meet about a week or two ago, so it was non, non-restrictions time. We met up and kept our distance and our guidelines and all the rest just before anybody asks. Um, but this guy, he he's much older than me, but he's been doing coaching for many, many years. He's very successful. He's, yeah, he's, he runs his own business. Very, 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 very successful man, you know. So somebody that you like to meet up with and pick their brains as well. So when he asked me to meet, I was more than happy to do that because it was an opportunity for me too. But he made a fascinating point around all this. We were having this conversation about social media and he said, I see this situation where somebody makes a mistake and okay, they were stupid and they shouldn't have done it. But to kick them once should be enough. Not to keep kicking them while they're down, which seems to be the mindset and the psychology with a lot of what's happening on social media now. The people know they made a mistake. They don't need to be told 50,000 times. And I don't think it's right to tear people down and tear people down just because we're in a pandemic. Yes, people are scared. Yes, people are frustrated. But people also make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. If you've never made a mistake in your life, well, well done to you. You're in a very, very small minority. I think we need to put ourselves in other people's shoes at times, you know, and maybe be a bit more compassionate. So just going back to it, yeah, that was that was one of the reasons I was really, really harsh on myself, I think, around the rules and not breaking the rules. And for four months, I think it got to a point where for my head, I probably would have been better off just actually meeting up with people and having a socially distant walk or whatever, as opposed to saying, no, I can never meet anybody because that's what the rule says. 
And, you know, I think sometimes you have to balance things out and go, well, what's right for my mental health as much as anything? Is that going to be more of a threat to me than even the virus? So I'm not belittling the virus because I know it's a huge, huge issue. But I think we have to mind ourselves in the middle of it all as well. And I think we have to be compassionate to the people around us and where people have made mistakes. I think we need to engage a little bit of forgiveness at times as well, rather than just judging, because you don't know what goes on. And again, I've touched on it earlier. We've seen these suicide numbers. They've gone through the roof. You do not know what's going on in somebody's head. You really, really don't. So we need to be compassionate both in the real world and in the online world. Um, so yeah, just fast forward and then I took holidays for three weeks. I decided to take three weeks off at the end of August and into September. And at that point, I had hit a realisation probably two or three weeks before holidays that I had nothing left in me. I was at I was at rock bottom in terms of my energy levels. I had nothing left to give. The previous eight, nine months had just took every little thing I had out of me. It sapped my energy because I had put so much into working with my clients, working with the general public, just trying to help other people through it and just giving of myself every single day. And I've been doing that since Christmas, really. And then I just I just had a point where I, I realised I had nothing more to give and I just need to take some time away from myself now because you can't pour from an empty cup. I need to refill my cup. I can't help other people if I don't help myself. So now I need to take some time away. I need to recharge. I need to get some time to myself, time away from the world. So that was what I did. I took took three weeks off and I got clear on a lot of things during that time. And I didn't even realize how much I needed the break until I actually took it because I thought I can keep going. I can keep pushing through, even though I knew at my core I had nothing left in me. I knew I needed the break. The mind sometimes takes over and we still convince yourself, well, no, I can keep pushing on. So I get through another few weeks, get through another few, sure, it's only another couple of weeks. But I had got to the point where I felt like if I keep going now, the service I'm giving to people is going to suffer. The quality of my work is going to suffer. My mood is going to suffer. My energy levels is going to suffer. And that's going to impact the people around me as well. Like I've spoken about it many times on social media, on the podcast, how I feel impacts the people around me as it does for you. How you feel impacts the people around you. If you feel good about yourself, your relationship with all the people around you is going to improve as well. So taking time to look after yourself is incredibly important. And I got a lot of perspective on things. But even the first week of holidays, I was still feeling really, really drained. I was incredibly flat. I just felt like the wind had been took out of my sails. Um, look, I was fine. Don't get me wrong. I was fine. There's nothing, no no issues or anything like that. And I don't need people messaging me and say, I hope you're okay. I'm 100% fine. I'm absolutely brilliant. No loss on me. But I just felt like energy levels were low. I put so much into the previous few months that the wind was completely taken out of my sails. And probably for the first time in a very long time, I just felt really, really flat. I just felt like my energy levels were low, enthusiasm was low, and that's not like me at all. But it was because I had just given so, so much. And then another thing I had noticed was, I think there's two there's two sides of every coin. And there is an aspect of the virus has brought out the best of people where we're all helping each other. And I love seeing that. And I think that's most people, because I do believe most people are good for the best part. I think most people are good. The flip side of it is that I think people are experiencing a lot of frustration, a lot of anxiety, a lot of overwhelm at the moment. And that sometimes is taken out on people that they don't know. And for me, I do tend to get messages at times on social media, which are not very pleasant. It's been happening an awful lot more lately. So I was at a point where I was putting so much into people, into helping people. And my own energy levels were getting lower and lower and lower. And on top of that, then... 
I was getting a little bit of abuse online, which wasn't wasn't particularly helpful. And normally I kind of brush it off because my perspective on that is that I kind of feel sympathy for those people because they're not in a good headspace. If they're going on social media and sending messages to somebody that they don't know just to try and tear them down or make them feel bad about themselves, to me that's somebody who's probably escapism. It's escapism. It's escaping from something in their own life that they don't feel good about themselves. And they're trying to maybe make themselves feel more powerful or to give themselves a little bit of a boost by trying to pull down somebody else that maybe they perceive to be doing well. So that's kind of my perspective on the online abuse stuff. But at this particular time, it it was probably hitting me a little bit harder than normal because my own energy levels were a little bit lower than usual, a lot lower than usual. So I was probably just giving it a little bit more energy than I should have done. And it's not a huge amount of messages, but sometimes you do get bits and pieces. But there was one email I got that was really not nice at all. Um, it was just ranting and raving at me. And this was at the time when... I brought out my new course, which is Elevate. And effectively, when I'm bringing out a new course, I have to obviously do promotion on it. I have bills to pay. I have to put paid courses out into the world. So for a few weeks, I go hard on the promotion of it. So my social media for probably two weeks-ish will normally be full of transformation pictures. It will normally be full of testimonials. And there'll be a lot of promotion going on at that time. This person sent me an email and had a rant at me and called me all sorts of stuff. And how dare you try and be taking money off people when we're all finding it so hard at the minute. And I'm struggling to put bread on the table and blah, blah, blah. And I just got this torrent in an email. And some of it was quite nasty. I wouldn't even repeat it. But there was one thing in the email that really you know kind of hurt me more than most and you know you can call me what you want it doesn't it doesn't really affect me that much but there was one sentence in the email and it said you're the same as all the rest just chasing money and you're all the same and it was all this sort of stuff and all you care about is money and that hurt me and it shouldn't have but it did and it hurt me because I feel like I'm trying to justify myself here on the podcast when I don't need to but it hurt me because I feel like I'm probably the person in the country that puts out the most free content I put out three, four pieces of social media content every single day, put out tips, put out pieces of advice, try and motivate people, try and inspire people. All of that stuff is free. There's not too many people that give that stuff for free, being honest. Um, And I put a huge amount of time into that. It takes up, you cannot even imagine the amount of hours it takes up. People think you put up a social media post and it takes you five minutes. Some of those posts you could be working on for 45 minutes an hour. Um, And I put out three or four a day, so it takes up a lot of time. The podcast goes out as a free resource. We're on episode number 62 of the podcast. And that is not a case of showing up and recording a podcast. There's days I have traveled to Dublin to record a podcast with people. So it actually costs me money to record the podcast and I don't charge for it. I have done 62 podcasts now. You're probably talking about four or five hundred hours of free work on my part. So for people to come back then and tell me you're only after money. I was annoyed. I was angry. I was disappointed. And I was hurt. I was hurt by that because that's, you know, I, I like to think I genuinely do my best to help people. And I'm trying to do that and putting so much stuff out into the world that I don't even charge for. I brought out some resources that are at the lower end of the price scale. I've brought out a book, which is 15 euros. If you buy in the shop, it's 20 euros online because of postage and packaging. I've brought out another book at the moment. I'm bringing out a book, sorry, which will be out at the end of October. It's took 18 months of work. You don't make money on a book. Let me tell you that now. You don't make money on a book. Very little anyway when you're at my level. If you're 
I suppose a superstar and you're famous and all, you might make a few quid. But for me, if you break down the hours that have gone into that book versus the money that comes in from it, I'm probably paying myself 20 cents an hour, I'd say. That option is out there as a cheap resource for people. There's free resources with the podcast, with the social media content. God knows what amount of stuff I put out there. So I did, yeah, I, I found that a little bit annoying. That affected me because at the time, again, as I said, my energy levels were quite low. And then when somebody hits you with that, it wasn't the abuse that was in the email. It was that one sentence that hurt me. And I was looking at that and I didn't even reply. Initially, you kind of go, well, should I send an email back and justify myself? And then I go, no, because that person is only looking for a response from me. Like, I mean, genuinely, if somebody is telling me the you know, they can't put bread on the table or they're struggling to put bread on the table, then why would you even be looking at online paid courses in the first place? So I think it was more about maybe frustration on their part, maybe the situation they're in, maybe COVID has hit them hard. I understand that and I'm empathetic towards that. And I think it's more about maybe it's a rant of an email to make themselves feel a little bit better as opposed to even anything that I'm doing or not doing. So it's just bringing that back into perspective. But yeah, initially when I when I received that first, it, it did kind of hurt me because I wasn't I wasn't full of energy at the time myself. I was pretty run down and the whole six, seven months had took a bit out of me. But I don't want today's podcast to become about, well, Alan is getting abusive messages. I don't want it to be about that because it's not about that. All I'm trying to do today is help you to understand that if you've been struggling or if you've been finding things difficult or if you've been finding things challenging, that you're not the only one, that we're all in the same position. And we've all experienced days where it was tough for all of us. And we've all had good days and we've all had bad days. And that's perfectly normal. And that's part of the journey. And that's probably what we're going to continue to experience going forward. And even if lockdown doesn't come back, there's still going to be times where you're going to go, well, this is a bit crap today. And it's okay to be feeling that. It's absolutely okay. You don't have to be super happy all the time. I do talk about positivity a lot. And I believe positivity is extremely important. And we want to be positive. And that's that's ultimately what we want our go-to to be is positivity. But being positive is not about being happy all the time. It's that you... I suppose don't always just look for the negative and be in that headspace where things are terrible and you go with that all the time and you let it carry carry away. It's understanding that there are going to be days where I don't feel so good and that's normal and there's nothing wrong with you and it's not saying you're a negative person if you have that. It's just normal. It's just, it is what it is. That's that's just part of the process, part of the journey in normal life as well as in COVID times. I'm going to finish today by maybe just giving a few little tips on managing the coming months as we head towards winter it's probably going to become a little bit more challenging again the dark evenings are coming in even this week i think we're starting to see the weather changing a little bit already it was absolutely gorgeous at the weekend it was glorious last couple of days temperatures have dropped a little bit the rain is back so it's probably the start of it we're probably heading towards winter now so i want you to start managing yourself optimally or as, as optimally as you can at the moment so you're giving yourself the best chance of feeling good all the way through winter and all the way through the pandemic so just a couple of things to reiterate i've probably touched on a lot of them before but i'm going to run through them again just to give you a reminder there's no harm reinforcing this stuff first thing i'm going to say to you is stay in touch with people stay in touch with people that is really really important it's one of the things that I could have definitely done better over the last few months. I was in touch with clients. I was in touch with the general public. I was in touch with business people. I was in touch with acquaintances and colleagues. I wasn't in touch enough with family and friends. So that's something that I need to work out, work on. Sorry, but remember, guys, when I record podcasts, 
some of this stuff is relevant for myself as well. So sometimes I'm talking to myself. It's not always me preaching or giving you tips or advice. It's it's relatable for me as well. So it's reminding myself sometimes too. So for all of us, I think we're going to take some points away here that you go, yeah, I could apply that. And there's going to be other points that you go, well, I'm doing that quite well already. So there's no harm acknowledging that and giving yourself a pat on the back sometimes as well. So stay in touch with people. If we go back into lockdown, it might be via Zoom again. It might be via phone. But stay in touch with people as much as you can within the restrictions. Go and meet people now if you can again within the restrictions it's really really important and that's been really pushed home to me now over the last few months and i've made some probably big life decisions over the last few months you don't realize sometimes again as i said i was living alone so you're normally i don't even notice it because i'm working all the time and it's really really busy and during the week you're just on the go you don't have time to stop and think at all but then when you go into lockdown and you're living on your own for four or five months with nobody to talk to, you kind of go, uh, maybe my priorities need to be my personal life sometimes a bit more than my business life, which maybe has taken over a little bit too much at times. So that's just a little bit of perspective. The next point I'm going to make to you just on tips on minding yourself and managing yourself is journaling. So one of the big things that works for me works really, really well as a de-stressor for stress management is writing things down. And it's something I would implore all of you to do if you haven't tried it before. Writing things down is incredibly powerful because it gets all the information out of your head and onto paper. And it's like decluttering. It's decluttering the brain. So a brain dump effectively at the end of every night is something I try and do all the time. It's just get everything out of your head, everything that has built up throughout the day. So you're not going to bed with it whirring around there and making you anxious and making you confused and worrying about tomorrow. It's basically writing things down and there's no right or wrong with journaling. You can write down whatever you want. Just get it out of your head and onto paper. How I manage it normally on a regular day to day is... I'll write down my priority tasks for tomorrow, starting with the biggest stuff that I need to get done earlier in the day so it's out of the way and then I'm building momentum for the day. So I'll make my list of priority tasks and then I will get my diary and I'll schedule the day. So I manage every hour of the day. So 9 to 10, I'll go whatever. Might be read for an hour. And then 10 to 11 could be social media content. So I'll have every hour of my day scheduled. So I'm very, very clear on what the following day is going to bring. And that gives me enormous peace of mind, helps to settle the brain, helps to settle the mind. Another thing I do at the end of every day with my journaling is I write down three things I'm grateful for. So that can be the simplest thing or it can be a big thing. It doesn't really matter. And sometimes they will repeat over and over. But again, it gets you into a more positive mindset. So you're moving away from being confused and being anxious and sometimes maybe feeling like other people have more than you or that you're not enough or that you're not good enough or that, you know, whatever. Sometimes the social media doesn't help with that. But I think when you start writing things down and you see all the good things that you have going in your life and you do it on a daily basis, again, it starts to reinforce more positive messages. And you go, oh, I am doing stuff well. I have got good stuff going on in my life. Look at all this stuff that I've written down over the last week, over the last month, over the last year. And that starts to change your perception again, starts to change your perspective of life. So that's something that's extremely powerful. And then there's other times with journaling where I'll just have stuff going on in my head that I just need to get out and get on paper. So it might be a personal problem. It might be deciding to take on a new challenge where I'll go, is it worth doing or is it not? And it's going around in my head and I can't make a decision on it. I'll get a page. I'll just split it down the middle and I'll write pros and cons. And normally when you do that, your answer becomes fairly obvious. So just little tips and advice there on journaling. I think it would work well for you if you haven't tried it. Maybe give it a go. It works really, really well for me anyway. So yeah, maybe it's worth trying. Next tip is reach out to those who you think may need help and reach out yourself if you need help. 
So it comes back to staying in touch with people, but particularly maybe look out for people that you think maybe struggling or maybe might need a phone call a little bit more than other people so look out for maybe people that you think might be lonely maybe in isolation give them a shout and likewise if you're finding yourself in that situation or if there's days that you're just feeling a little bit more down or maybe just energy levels are a bit low maybe it's just a case of reaching out to somebody and having a chat and having a conversation so yeah do that that makes all the difference too next one minimize your social media (laughs) social media intake I'm not going back to the ranting and raving here. I'm talking more about what you're consuming around COVID because there is so much out there at the minute and I'm sure you've all seen the conspiracy theorists have taken over as well. There's an awful lot out there at the moment. I'm not saying anybody's right. I'm not saying anybody's wrong. All I'm saying is be very careful with what you're consuming because it can melt your head. It can fry your head. You can definitely overconsume it. My advice would be find one or two reputable scientific sources, not people who are posting conspiracies with i don't know you know yourself i'm not going to go down that road but just yeah make sure it's reputable sources that you're getting your information from and limit it to one or two sources so you're not taking in thousands of different opinions and thoughts and to be honest folks most of what's going on social media is opinions and it's not helpful you need actually backed up information so only look for that reputable sources limit it to that and don't over consume because it will wear you down so yeah try and focus on your daily life and yeah, just know what you need to know around the other stuff. Um, Anything else? A couple of things, yeah, just stay active. Really, really important for the head, for the body, for the mind, for the brain, for your physical health, for your mental health, for your well-being. Stay active. Exercise every day. Make that a priority. Don't let it go down the list of priorities. Put it at the top. Make sure it happens every single day and stick to it. And another thing I would advise as well is, where possible, stay active in daylight because it's going to get darker now in the evenings. If you can I know it's not always possible, but where you can, try and get sunlight in there as well. It's just better for the body. You're getting vitamin D in there. It's going to help you feel better about yourself too. I suppose the body's natural natural mechanism is to shut down when it gets dark. So what we ultimately want to be doing, I suppose, is being as active as we can in light and daylight hours. I know it's difficult at the moment. And then, I suppose, starting to unwind once it does become dark at night. But it's not always possible. And again, this is one where I'm probably speaking to myself too. What happens with me a lot of the time is... I'm working hard during the day and sometimes it gets to evening time and I'm looking going, oh, my step count is not that good today. So then I'll get out for a walk in the in the evening time in, in dark. And funnily enough, actually, from a head perspective, I nearly prefer that at times because there's less people around and sometimes even living in town, it's you're walking the streets, so you have the street lights, but it's actually like a different town. It's really peaceful. So getting down river walks and stuff like that that are lit are lovely. So it's good for the head, but I don't mind doing it. But I do know there are times when I need to be making more of an effort to get a bit more vitamin D and get a bit of daylight on the skin as well. So yeah, that's just a little piece of advice. Stay active and in daylight where possible. Last thing I'm going to say to you is form habits now, not when winter kicks in. Try and get straight onto this today. So after you've listened to this podcast, I would love you to start thinking about the habits that you want to form and I would love you to do one thing today. So don't try and do everything, just do one thing. But get some habits in place now. And the reason being, the weather is still somewhat okay. There's still some bit of light in the evenings. If you can get some habits formed over the next week or two, get them ingrained, get them hardwired. It becomes much easier to carry them through the winter. Instead of leaving it until it's mid-November and then thinking, Christmas is coming up, I shall be out walking or I shall be out running. But the weather is miserable and it's much harder to get started. If you start now and it's second nature, 
you don't really notice the way they're being miserable as much because it's just what you do. It's just your normal operating procedure. It's just your way of life. So my advice would be start forming habits now if you can. That's pretty much it. I think I'm done dusted there for today. I hope you found something useful in that. Not the easiest podcast I've ever recorded, but I did want to be honest with you because I want you to see that you're not alone, that everybody's experiencing similar things. And we are all still in it together, despite the fact that that phrase has become a little bit more abandoned over the most recent weeks and months. But we are still on it and together and we will get through it and it will end. We don't know when now, but it will end. That I promise you. And uh, yeah, hold on to that. And if you need any help with anything, as always, feel free to get in touch with me. That's what I'm here for. It's good to be back recording the podcast. I hope you've got something out of it. I hope you've enjoyed it. And I will speak to you all again next week.